If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. In virtual reality, we can put you in a virtual bank and you all can do prompts to see how you do different leadership. It literally expands education and curriculum to ways that haven't been seen before. Everyone is an artist. Everyone is a scientist. I believe that wholeheartedly because curiosity is at the root of both of those. I do a lot of research on my own to figure out, okay, I know what my students are into. How does what you know, NASA does or what anything's going on in science, not just have to be NASA, but anything going on in science, how does that affect them? Quick, who was the best teacher you've ever had? If that's a tough choice, you're not alone. This week on Over Coffee, we're saluting great teachers and choosing just three was a challenge. But each of the education professionals featured here embodies qualities of great teachers everywhere. That's the biggest thing every educator is worried about. Going to a classroom, are students engaged? Are they listening? Resourceful giving is at the core of Howard Robinson's leadership. Howard, who is a STEM education consultant and program developer, is the creator of the We Are VR Leaders Learning Program for underprivileged youth. When they put that virtual reality headset on, you know that you have their attention because they literally can't look anywhere else. And two, you know that they're engaged. They get to use their hands and it's a new experience. The catalyst for Howard's current work was his experience teaching youth in South Africa during summer 2015. So I was working in a local township in Musenberg. Well, that's where I was based in, but it was in Cape Town specifically. And it was a library that had students that functioned as a community center. And I was working in conjunction with a school. And I was going there to do full computer instruction. And they only have five laptops with no internet that were at least 10 years old. So I had to, and that kind of got me into my first kind of curriculum development, where I on the fly had to take one of those computers and see what was the best educational experience I could give to those students because of their limited resources. Working around those limitations, ultimately led Howard to create the We Are VR Leaders program. Virtual reality essentially removes a lot of those barriers that if I was able to bring a bunch of VR consoles with me specifically, I can give those students a lot more integrated and engaging experience without having to have the physical hardware requirements. So um, that truly did inspire me to try to find creative ways to give students access to technology. This is all about innovative thinking and bringing a global community together. Art and leadership are concepts that aren't traditionally in the STEM space particularly, but say, for example, one of our programs is going to be Create and Share Club using virtual reality. So we're going to have students learning. So taking basic design principles from the quote-unquote real world and using virtual reality softwares to engage students in those activities and those concepts. Howard offered an example. So say you teach I do a 10 to 15 minute PowerPoint on what are warm colors. And then I open up color space and then I say, hey, we have 10 to 15 minutes. Everyone is going to use a warm color palette and they're going to create something and they're going to create it and then take a screenshot 
And then we can send it to our virtual world and whatever platform we're using. And students can see each other's artwork in virtual reality. They can share. So say we have students who are in different communities. Say I want to have students from Japan and Africa and Thailand all sharing artwork on their own interpretation of the same principles. With the challenge of preparing students for future careers that might not even exist yet, Howard is reimagining the educational experience. In virtual reality, we can put you in a virtual bank and you all can do prompts to see how you do different leadership. It literally expands education and curriculum to ways that haven't been seen before. And he says VR can take students into any future career scenario you might want to imagine. There is no industry where virtual reality can be applied to. I'm working on a virtual reality career program teaching career skills at different community organizations. It's all about engagement. That's the biggest thing every educator is worried about. Going to a classroom, are students engaged? Are they listening? When they put that virtual reality headset on, you know that you have their attention because they literally can't look anywhere else. And two, you know that they're engaged. They get to use their hands and it's a new experience. At the time of our 2022 conversation, Howard had secured an official partnership with MAPE Sports and was working on a number of We Are VR Leaders esports applications in Texas. Fast forward to today, where according to his LinkedIn page, he's gearing up to offer his virtual reality learning programs to the Chicago public school system. And Howard's vision for the future extends much further. In five years, we'll be in every state and every Every school might be a bigger stretch, but in every Boys and Girls Club or a recreational organization where students can come to get, go for club services or every community center too. That's the biggest one, every club and community center. So eventually within five years, I want there to be virtual reality sections and community centers where people normally got job training. Now they're learning job training in virtual reality, which accelerates their pathways into higher paying careers and shortens the gap that's needed. And also that we have it integrated into schools as well as an educational tool, but also, as I say, as a tool to provide equal access to students who may be excluded for a variety of reasons, whether that be physical, geographic, or financial reasons as well. That's Howard Robinson, STEM education consultant, program developer, and We Are VR Leaders creator. The We Are VR Leaders learning program includes programs on art therapy, VR leadership, and VR mentorship. Find out more at wearevrleaders.com. That's wearevrleaders.com. Everyone is an artist. Everyone is a scientist. I believe that wholeheartedly because curiosity is at the root of both of those. Deidre Kavasi is a marine scientist, artist, choreographer, chair of Saddleback College's dance department, and the founder and artistic director of Architecture Dance Company in Aliso Viejo. Imagination and creativity are at the heart of her work, which explores the connections between art and science. With a passion for both areas, Deidre found herself imagining ways to combine the two, starting with her observations as a marine naturalist. I would always think about how I could bring sort of a sense of artistic discovery and curiosity to the work that I did, looking at, for instance, plankton. Plankton is so cool, right? Whether you're looking at zooplankton or phytoplankton, all of these beautiful shapes, these incredible organisms, sketching them, drawing them, looking at the way they moved. 
for me, it was natural to start thinking about how I might explore this visually and also in movement. And her science background influenced her work in the dance studio. I believe that to be an artist is also to be a researcher, just as in the sciences. And that's something that I want to impart to my students, to let them know that investigation and curiosity is always central, whether you are a scientist or whether you're an artist. Accordingly, Deidre thought outside the box and beyond the discipline of dance. So I love, for instance, at my college campus, the opportunity to contact peers that are working in other disciplines. And I've gotten to collaborate with people from the chemistry department, the biological sciences, the physics department, environmental studies, horticulture, architecture, math, and physics. And that for me is just a wonderful way to get to continue to do what I love most, which is to find connections. When the pandemic struck in 2020, Deidre and her students created a work called Signals and Circuits, Exploring Connections. I worked loosely with some themes from neuroscience, and in particular, I wanted to explore this notion of connection and community, especially when we are all working remotely. Deidre and her students and collaborators had to reinvent the creative process. For the first time ever, for me and for my dancers, we held all rehearsals over Zoom. So everything was remote. I did not, you know, interact physically with any of my performers. I also asked them for some sections. I gave them prompts, you know, discuss community. When I think of my brain, dot, 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 learning, memory, I would give them these very, very open-ended prompts and ask them to, you know, use the notes function on their phone and just talk and record. And then I created, so one of the pieces of music that I created was their text. And that was only one aspect of the collaboration. I actually reached out to our commercial music program on our campus, and Dr. Ariel Alexander is is in charge of that program, and she was so enthusiastic about being part of this. And I said, do you think some of your students might be interested in creating music? So for several sections, we worked without sound or just with random different sound each week. And, you know, I gave some parameters to the music students, but they created a composition that then we received at the end and they were amazing. Amazing. You can see Signals and Circuits on YouTube. Look for the Saddleback College CTVR channel. Deidre continues her multifaceted exploration of dance. Something that I'm really committed to is I accept as a performer anyone who is interested in my work. And that, for me, has been the most rewarding thing. So I have dancers of all levels. In a lot of the works that I've done, I have students that weren't dancers at all, but maybe they were in a physics class and they heard about this project and they said, well, I want to do that. So I always structure the movement aspects of every piece for different levels, for different purposes. So yeah, so someone who's really interested should join a production and be part of this. Here's what Deidre most wants people to get from her work as an artist, a scientist, and an educator. The number one thing that I hope people take away from this is curiosity themselves. Everyone is an artist. Everyone is a scientist. I believe that wholeheartedly because curiosity is at the root of both of those and a sense of wonder and exploration. So make art, get involved, support science, ask questions, no matter who you are or where you are or what your line of work is or what your age is, you can get involved and be active in artistic and scientific communities. And as of early 2023, Deidre has created a new science dance collaborative show. 
This is called Conduit, Exploring Neuroscience Through Dance Theater. Daedra emails that she created the project in collaboration with a neurophysicist and several psychology professors. The program includes two short talks on the brain, followed by the dance theater performance. Among the concepts which Conduit explores are electrical and biochemical signals in the brain, aspects of memory, and negative feedback loops. And in early March, Daedra and her collaborators have been invited to bring the production to Stanford University. The performance is going to be happening Friday, March 3rd, and admission is free. You're definitely invited. Find out more about Conduit and about the dance programs at Saddleback College at saddleback.edu. That's saddleback.edu. I do a lot of research on my own to figure out, okay, I know what my students are into. How does what you know NASA does or what anything's going on in science, not just have to be NASA, but anything going on in science, how does that affect them? Exploration, experimentation, and excitement at new discoveries all characterize the work of Steve Jones, the space teacher. Steve teaches science at Innovation Academy Charter School in Alpharetta, Georgia. He's also a principal coordinator at Magnitude.io, an educational program which runs experiments in space and connects students and researchers around the world to explore and learn together. And when it comes to getting students excited about science, Steve takes a customized approach. You first have to get to know the students and see what they're interested in. I do a lot of research on my own to figure out, okay, I know what my students are into. How does what you know NASA does or what anything's going on in science, not just have to be NASA, but anything going on in science, how does that affect them? And then how can they apply that to what they do all the time? Those applications include a lot of room to explore. This is a class unlike a lot that are being taught out there. I've been given a lot of free reign. And that freedom involves a revolutionary approach. The big thing that I try to teach in all my classes is that it's okay to fail. The students all look at me like, oh, a failing grade. I'm like, okay, don't worry about the grade. Give it a try and be okay with being wrong because that's when you're going to learn something. You come to school to learn something, we don't assume you already know it. With the pressure of, I have to get a good grade, removed, the students can focus on problem solving. If you try and fail, that's when you're going to learn, okay, what do I need to change next time? And you make improvements, which engineers do all the time. Scientists do it all the time. So what might students experience in Steve's classroom? We do a lot of engineering design challenges where they have to, I give them a challenge and I don't give them a list of materials. I don't give them step-by-step instructions of how to do it. It's a, here's some stuff maybe that we've got that you can try. If you think of something else, let me know. I'll try to get it for you. You have this amount of time and you've got to make something that does this over here and go. With these projects, perfection is not a prerequisite. I tell them, I say, you know what? You're going to run out of time sometimes and it's not going to be finished. That's okay. You're going to get finished with the project and then you're going to show, you know, demonstrate it and it's going to fall apart. That's okay. It's all about understanding the process and exploring. Can you show that you actually worked on it? Can you, you know, explain what were you thinking? Why did it fail? Can you explain that and tell me what would you do next time if you had a little more time on it or you had other materials? What would you do? You do that, boom, you got an A. And of course, 
space travel is often a theme in Steve's lessons. I'm a NASA JPL Solar System Ambassador. It's a volunteer thing that uh, several teachers are involved with, but there are several lessons that we tie into what JPL does. One of my favorite ones is called Touchdown. And with Touchdown, we're working on the students have to engineer a suspension system. So basically, you've got a landing craft. You have to create a craft. You have to a suspension system that when you drop it will protect your astronauts and not let them fall out. Here's how this particular engineering project works. And you just have a cup and your astronauts are two marshmallows. And so I let them have the cup, the two marshmallows, and then there's a little piece of cardboard that's kind of the base. But what they have to design is underneath that. And I tell them you can't put anything over the top of it. You're not shoving stuff down inside the cup to keep the astronauts still because we're not testing a restraint system. We're testing suspension. And if you think that's cool, wait till you hear what Steve and his students worked on with the Magnitude.io program. They've been researching new crops that could grow well in microgravity for a possible launch to the International Space Station. At the time of our interview, Steve and his students had just been participating in Magnitude.io's ExoLab 8 program. Over that spring and into the summer, I would mail seeds to my students in my classroom, and they would try different ways of growing them. And we would keep track of how did these plants grow and what did they do. And then we ended up getting all together, and we chose the best one. And what we just sent up is red clover, which is why we got the little clover logo on our mission patch. And so red clover was the winner because it's a very small seed. It's actually, you can eat it. It's a microgreen, so you can eat it. But it also is a, it grows fast and it nodulates relatively easily here on Earth. And in February 2021, their crop launched for the International Space Station in the ExoLab 8 experiment. Today, it's the first red clover grown in space. Currently, according to his LinkedIn page, Steve and his students are involved in experiments for the ExoLab 10 project through magnitude.io. ExoLab 10 is scheduled for launch to the International Space Station in November 2023. As he teaches his students about space, Steve makes sure that they know that science is an ongoing discovery process. The science that we're doing, we have no idea what's going to happen at the end. And that's the exciting thing. And that's why I try to tell them that's a real experiment. It's not something that you can easily just Google real quick and say, do root nodules form on plants in space? and try to find it because nobody studied that before. And if you'd like to know more about the work Steve Jones, a.k.a. the space teacher, and his fellow innovators are doing as they train the next generation of passionate space scientists and leaders, check out magnitude.io. Once again, that's magnitude.io. And that concludes this special edition Over Coffee tribute to great teachers. Thank you to Howard, Deidre, and Steve for their time and for all the ways they're using their imagination, creativity, and passion for learning to make education exciting, interactive, and relevant to the needs of our 21st century world. For Over Coffee, I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.